0: What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon Cohen and Sports Talker Brandon on this Thursday. T- today, we're talking about the NXT from last night, which is actually a really, really good show. Been a lot of stuff in there. We got through some storylines. We finally got the answer from Adam and Cole, which that whole sequence I'll talk about at the end because that was so cool and interesting how they did it. Um, also, we got the Escobar, Carrion um, Cross, how they happened. Build, built up to it. The way they built up to it was really interesting. I love that. Um, we also like. Our tag match between Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez versus uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. That's going to happen next week. And then we get got a huge title match that was announced uh, in two weeks' time, which was Io Shirai versus Tony Storm. We'll, I'll show you how that got built up. Um, but let's kick this off. So it's Johnny Gargano and The Way of Indy Hartwell, Austin Theory, and Kanza Ray coming down to the ring. They're going to be fighting Dexter Lumis. This match starts off pretty fast. Uh, Johnny gets hit once and tries to get out of the ring, but then he tricks Loomis to heading to the outside. He beats him up on the apron. Um, Johnny was having the upper hand for most of the beginning of half of this match. Loomis gets a comeback, fires up, really beats up Johnny at points. Um, Then at one point, Loomis on the outside, he tries to get back to the ring. Candice tries to do a hurricanrana off the apron to Loomis. Nope. Um, Loomis catches her puts her back in the apron. Johnny does a baseball slide under her legs to Loomis on, uh, from the outside to the outside. They brawl on the outside a little bit. Johnny hits a uh, short-arm clothesline to Loomis and knocks him down. Um, he gets back in the ring and he's going to take the count off, but it's like, no, I'm going to beat him up more. He co- comes out, breaks the count, beats him up more. And Loomis fires up. Loomis pretty much goes on tear at the second half of the match. Um, Johnny really can't do much at all. Austin Theory tr- they try to distract Loomis by getting Austin Theory a chair. He's going to hit Loomis with the chair. Candice is screaming to- for him to hit them with the chair. Doesn't happen. Loomis cuts Theory off, knocks him off the apron and pretty much destroys him. He hesitated. and it expl- it explained later in an interview why he hesitated. He explains that, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Johnny, uh, spine by Lubus on Johnny, then we had, um, ch- Chokeslam by, or like a powerbomb kind of thing by Lubus to Johnny, Code of science, Johnny passes out, Lubis wins, good little match, I think Lubis is a very fun character, I think they do a very good job with him, having him not speak is not a really big issue, because the way he speaks is through his pictures and stuff, so that's really cool, but at the same time, when he's in matches, he's intense, you can tell that intensity, but also he's not phased by much. And, and he he can fade, he can scare the people out of doing things that they're trying to do. Um, so this is a really good match. I think that leads to him getting a North American title shot down the road or Kashido coming Kashido coming back and having another one of contenders match with Loomis to see who can get another shot at the North American title. So one of the two. And then after this, we had a um, interview like a video package for MSK, kind of talking there, you know, coming through XT, winning the Dusty Cup, and all that. Whereas if they're supposed to have an interview, they start talking, and then the grizzled young veterans come out and just beat them up. like Just pretty much brutalize them. Never get the interview started. Um, they're pissed because they lost to them in the final, and I think they want revenge, and I think they'll have a match later down the road to really submit that MSK is one of those teams to be reckoned with, and still have a shot at those tag team titles. In the, in the brawl, uh, uh, Lee got hurt, so they had to call trainers and stuff. Keith, not really hurt, but, like, he got brutalized too much when he needed help. So that's something that they've looked forward to at the time of match coming up. So after this little segment here, then we had um, Leon Ruff versus um, Tyler Rust. So this kind of came about. So Rust... Um, Russ has been fighting different ponies and different people. He's tried to match on his own. He did, didn't work, and then he tried to um, he tr- he tried to fight Ross um, to Reed. That didn't really work. He almost got destroyed for that. So he's tried a different couple things. Malcolm Bivens has been his mouthpiece for a while, and Bivens was in the training room for some weird reason. And he, Leon Ruff is getting checked out to make sure he's still legal, you know, prepared to go cleared. And Malcolm Bivens has you're a former North American champion, you've done so much in your career. What what do you want to have a match tonight with Tyler Rust? And basically, Leon Ruff agrees. Ruff pretty much ha- you know says, okay, we'll have that match tonight. Good. And when Bivens leaves, then we come to the ring. Bivens mic and says, you know, Ruff, you're the son I never had and I, that I never wanted, and you're going to see why Tyler Rust is a diamond and a rough." Basically, bring a pretty decent promo. Um, so Leon Ruff comes out. Match hasn't even really started yet. He, Leon Ruff hasn't even got the ring. Out of nowhere, we see Isaiah up Scott just beat up Ruff. And he says, you know, I'm going to ask for opportunities right here. I'm going to make my own opportunities. And this Ruff is not going to get in my way to making those opportunities. And he leaves Ruff Lang, Bivens and Tyler Russ are in the ring. Bivens raises Russ's Russ hand. Thinking they can make eh, one. It doesn't really work like that. Match never kicks off. So I think for what it was, I think it was really good. I really appreciate that. They're keeping Rush strong, but they're also not – they're keeping – I think the biggest thing that is they're keeping Isaiah Scott strong. They're keeping Isaiah Scott saying that he hasn't earned – he had, he hasn't got any title shots yet. He hasn't really got what he wanted. But I'm going to keep destroying people until I get it. So it's going to lead to something where either he gets a shot at the North America title, he gets a shot at Escobar, it beats Escobar for the title, and Escobar turns face. Or I think the bigger thing I think he could do, have him come for the North America title – Against Johnny and really make that scene a little bit different. Um, I'm looking forward to that yeah, all uh, over again. Uh, so, after this, we have um, so it's Io Shirai versus uh, Zo- Zoe Starks. But before this, Starks is talking to Riga go back, back in the like trading area. Anything? Mm-hmm. Um, so she, Weagle says, do you want to match tonight against, or earlier today, he said, do you want to match tonight with Io Shirai, the women's champion? And she's like, uh, sure, absolutely. I would love that opportunity. It's not for the title. And she's like, oh, that's fine. I, I get the, but I get the chance to be with her and everything, you know, fight against her and everything. So he, you know, she's really appreciative and she's excited. This was kind of weird. This, I don't know if this cut out on many feeds, but I cut out, I know it cut out of mine. She was about to cut kind a of promo, then the power cut out, and you see them like switch to like Eel walking, but I don't know if that was supposed to happen. So the promo never happened for uh, uh Zoe Stark. She said like two words, but then she's out of the ring. We see Eel walk out, walk out, is heading to the ring, and they come in commercial, come back, we have that match. Good hard hitting match, so much fun. I'm not, I can't explain everything that happened in this match. I have to give some credit. Zoe Starks looked amazing. I say if you if you watch anything on XT, go out of your way to watch this match in the 8 afterwards because it's really, really good. Zoe Starks did a really good job trying everything she could to try to beat Io. Io still Eo figured things out pretty quickly. At one point, she tries a half-to-half suplex for a two-count, doesn't get it. Io's working over the arm uh, and try to get her a couple submissions. She tried the opposite right at the beginning. Um, Starks powers out. Uh, EO hits a moonsault for the 1-2-3. After the match, they hug and kind of sign a sportsmanship. As that's happening, we see Tony Storm come out, and Storm pretty much says, you know, you didn't pen me at TakeOver. You penned Mercedes Martinez. You do, I deserve a one-on-one match against you, but I'm surprised you haven't gone to William Regan after that match. Are you scared of me? And, but I know what you're going to do. You know, you've beaten everybody, but you haven't beaten me. And she goes and run, runs down this whole, like, list of things. And I think the thing I really was interested by was Hax says, and Ayo says, you want the match coming. You, you can have it. And she raised the talent, stared at her. And it's later on confirmed that later on the night, like I said, that match is official by William Wringle. We're going to have it in two weeks. For the for the XT Women's Championship, which I really I'm really looking forward to. That should be so much fun. So after this, we had one of the first like little vignettes of the night for Cameron Grimes. Grimes is doing like the million dollar man kind of thing where he uh, had a little boy. It's probably this was a long time ago, but he had a little boy bounce a basketball ten times because he would give him a thousand bucks. He does this three times. I'm gonna go through all three right now because. Kind of makes sense if you do that. So, the first time it's a guy backstage and the guy does it easily, he gives them the money. But this would be he thought this would be a lot harder. The second one, if three different people stay outside on this like road on this curve out here and they, he's talking to them all, and the lady stands up and the lady, you know says, Um, you know, all right, I ta- I'll, I'll challenge you, Cameron Grimes thought she was Cameron thought he was she's was not as tall, and he was like, Oh. And he kind of ba- tries to back out of it, but he doesn't. She so he gives her the basketball. He bounce she bounces it four times five. He's getting nervous. He tries to break, get it out of her, puts it between her, between her legs, and then kept bouncing it. He he lost that money. And then the last guy was outside in the parking lot. He finds a random, I think he find the random dude outside and says, Can you bounce this ball ten times? And I'll give you a thousand bucks. And then he gets like four, I think it's like six, and camera grab just kicks him. Cause he, you know, he lost, and Grimes thought it'd be a lot easier, but it wasn't. I do love the fact they're making Grimes kind of that like cocky heel where he has all this money, he feels like this rich dude, but at the same time, he he's starting to blow it away, thinking people are not as smart as he is. And he said, I'm, "I, you know, I'm, I'm smarter than this. I should know what I'm doing." But he 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 gets upset. I love it. I really enjoy that. I think that's something that. I, I wonder how he's gonna lose all the money and get back to his normal self. That's gonna be the big thing. Um, so after this, we had a um backstakes him with the way they do an interview, and Johnny's just kind of mad at theory for like, why did you do him with the chair? What what were you thinking? What we all why did you do what we you know said? And Theory pretty says, I don't think Lewis is as bad as a guy as you think he is. He's kind of He's, he's kind of misunderstood and they're both like say what? What are you talking about? And they were kind of confused because like misunderstood and then Indy agrees with Theory and they both just, Candace and Johnny just go off on them for it and they leave and they're just upset like why would Theory think that? I'm guessing this is leading to either one of two things. One, Theory leaves the group or Loomis Loomis finally says something to Johnny and says you know I didn't hurt theory. I didn't do anything, you know. Didn't do anything to theory. I just you don't really know who I, you know, who I am. Or Johnny tries to go after theory and beat him up more. One or the other. Um, I think the, I think the, I think or tries to go after Loomis and beat him up more. I think the first thing that happens, I think theory leaves the group some way somehow and kind of sides with Loomis, and that slowly breaks off the way a little bit more, and that that way group is not going to be as long as it truth, thought it was. So then, after this little backstage segment, then we get to see, um, Ken and Katanzaro and, um, Zaya Lee. they have a match, and then you see Boa and the mystery lady on top sitting on the ramp. This match was kind of cool. It was quick, but it was fun. I like that you had Ken Katanzaro on the outside, Katanzaro kind of dodges, um, Zali's offensive first. She doesn't get a lot of hits, hits in. Kanzara hits when she needs to. Zali goes on the offensive at one point and pretty much brutalizes getting Kanzara by throwing in ring steps, kicking the arm, stomping the arm at one point. Ref tries to stop. She doesn't. They get, she throws it back in the ring, keeps stomping on the arm. Ref calls for the bell. So that basically, the match gets thrown out because uh, Kanzara can't continue to compete. And Carter gets in there and Curtis about to just go off on Zali. She doesn't. She doesn't. Refs come in and break that up. But as she she's going after Zile, she goes up the ramp and she's going up towards the Michelet. But Boa stops her. As that's going on, Zile pretty much just brutalizes her. her arm more. Brutalizes Kar- uh, Kane Geyser's arm more. Carter comes back in the ring. Zile runs off. They're up the ramp. And this story is going to continue. I love how this story is going to continue. I think it's a very well done story. I'm hoping. The, either this leads to who is the mystery lady or they snap that the back to her normal self. I think the first one's going to be the first thing we see first. Who's the mystery lady? We'll figure that out. Because they kind of give the backstory of the lady, but I wonder who actually is as a wrestler. Who is it as a wrestler? We'll figure that part out. And then I think the second half of it is going to be getting exactly back to her normal self and undoing what they've done, what she's done to her. So I really enjoyed this match. I really appreciate that they you know, gave it a lot of, like, time and effort and really have built the story out really well. So then we had a video package for the Women's Tag Titles Championship match next week, which they are just talking about the previous weeks and Dakota Kai and them saying, you know, we went through the gauntlet, we've beaten everybody. I'm not, and then she says, I'm not the same dude Dakota Kai that Shannon Bez knows from early in NXT, I'm a different person. And they're saying we're the most dominant women in WWE and we're gonna win, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep winning and we're gonna make sure that we hold on these tag team titles. I'm irresistible, Nia Jax says, and that nothing can stop us. This is re- it was a really good you know, it was a really good match, really good promo and video thing. I enjoyed it. It really builds that tag team title scene up. I, mean, I hope Dakota Kai and um Raquel Gonzalez wins it, because then the belts can be an NXT and they can use them better in NXT. I think. I think that's gonna be the hope because NXT can use them better than the main roster do, but we'll see. Then we had the Grizzly Young Veterans versus Dane and Maverick. Grizzly Young Veterans cut a promo, and they said, you know, uh, Gibson says, this odd couple that doesn't, um, just dances around is kind of weird, but we're going to be the top of the XC Division. That's the normal promo, really good promo by him. This match starts fast, and uh, quick. Dane just... Jacks, uh, James Drake at one point and beats him up, tags in, uh, tags in Maverick, uses Maverick as a launching pad on Drake, beats up, uh, we get a little brawl thing, they try to beat up Maverick, that doesn't work, um, then gets in there and saves Maverick, but heals, overcome, and when, um, Vars, Barth- uh, we really got veterans win the match. We have Ticket of Mayhem on Drake. Drake's just laid out and they leave. And Killing Dane carries Drake to the training room. As he's carrying him to the training room, we come back with her. We go to commercial, come back. He's in the training room. And we see Alexander Wolf talking to Dane and says, Why are you hanging out with him? You used to be a monster, but now you're nothing. And Dane kind of just doesn't say anything. He's kind of looks him like, He's my partner. I have to, you know, kind of saying, He's my partner. I have to do what I'm doing. So they get to the trade room, he asks for a doctor. I I don't know what is leading, but I'm thinking it might be leading to either they are gonna be fighting the Imperium or Dane's gonna go after Wolf in a you know or Wolf's gonna go after Maverick and then Dane's gonna go after Wolf in a like a protect his friend kind of thing. I would I would hope for the second one that should be if that would be really fun if it was. Um but overall Really fun match. I really think Grizzly Events is a good tag team, and I think I really enjoy how they're using them in a way that's so much fun. So after this little segment right here, we had a couple, like one or two more things, but basically we go into the final final half of the night where all night Real Regal was trying to find Escobar. Had he came to the ring yet? He asked the guy first. The first time around, nah. Comes out a second time, asks him, if he comes, nope. Third time around, he asks, says nope, but as he says no, we see um, uh, we see a black like car come up. And that black car, uh, the black car it has Raval Mendoza and Joaquin Wild out of it. They stand at the door. It is Escobar, most likely. We see they come back for personal. They beat up carrying or uh, crosses music hits on the in the arena, and you see Scarlet come out, and he's not crossed out with her. Crosses outside beats up Escobar. They start brawling outside. This brawl, this is the match of the night for me. I it's no DQ match, which is really fun. They gave this match a ton of time. Um... So this, I would say go out of your way to watch this match because this match starts off on the brawl side. They're on top, they're throwing each other into this like semi truck. At one point, Esper locks himself in the truck and uh, Cross is trying to figure out how to get it. So he pulls out a pickaxe and starts beating up the door. And then Walking Wild and morale Mendoza tries to help out, beating up on Cross. Wild gets thrown on top of the truck. That looked painful. Just be, you know, just because. Then Numbers Game gets to Cross. They beat him up some more. And they. They take his lymph body and take him to the arena, and Escobar's on the other side of the glass where, like, so it's the barricade and like the plexiglass, and you have the like chain. He's on the other the side where the ring is, and they're on the other and they're on the other side with Cross. Cross pretty much beats up Real Mendoza, and Joaquin Wild throws him into the barricade on the other side of the ring. You see Escobar's face like, oh. I just made him mad. And literally, Cross is just standing there just staring him like, you screwed up. You're about to get destroyed. But ultimately, I love this because this whole match is just brawling, using chairs, having a three-on-one advantage. He Cross pretty much gets beat up a lot. Like he gets beat up a lot. And you can see scars like worry that he's getting beat up so much and everything. Cross finally they get in the ring they do some back and forth for a bit at the end and right at the end cross revs up his elbow does the elbow to the back of the head for the uh, uh, for the one two three he wins it was not for the title which is the big thing they did say but esper had to do this fight to keep his title so he did it and he as as I was trying to be sneaky, a heel, have the apparent advantage for the no key match, but Cross found a way to win. I enjoyed this so much, and Cross looks good when he hasn't. You know, he's not the best wrestler, but I think when he does these like non DQ matches and everything, it looks amazing. Um, so, so after this, we come. Uh, we come, we go to a commercial. Adam Cole's walking to the ring. So this is our main event segment. I'm gonna go through, this, I'm gonna go through this bit by bit best I can because this was so good. So Adam Cole comes to the ring. He has a mic and he does the pose and everything. And he says, "I'm sorry, Roddy. I'm sorry, Kyle. I, I didn't mean to do what I did. I, I'm just been frustrated. I know we're brothers. We care about each other. I didn't do what I was going. I didn't mean to do what I was doing for you. And." I feel so bad. I feel sick to my stomach. I, you should be standing right next to me and we should be talking this out, but we can't. I, you know, I I feel just so terrible. Basically, he he he's playing like he's sad, and you don't know that at first, but you kind you feel like he has remorse, but he. It doesn't look it doesn't feel like he has more. So this is interesting. So then Roddy comes out and Roddy says, you you feel sick to your stomach. You just you just be you just beat up Kyle. Why? If you know, we're family, we're brothers, we talk things out. But you left me when you did that the other week, I was in the middle of it. I didn't know what to do. And it felt like everything's falling apart and we're still you know, Roddy's pouring his heart out, and Roddy even says at one point, he's like, somebody else is mad at you, and he's coming after you, so then as he's saying all this, Finn's music hits, and Finn pretty much goes after, Roddy tries to stop Finn, he throws Finn to the side and says, you know, he throws Roddy to the side and says, goes after uh, Cole, and they just start brawling, they just go crazy, they brawl, Roddy gets in the ring, tries to break it up, they, t- Finn, and uh, Finn and Finn Roddy tumble out the ring, they still brought on the outside. Finn just throws right into the barricade. Cole comes out, kicks Finn with a super kick to lay him out and Cole gets back to the ring and just kind of is on his knees kind of like, what did I do? What I have I What? done? Why am I doing this? And Ryder said, it's okay. It's okay. We're still brothers. We're still family. And they kind of hug it out and I knew something was up when they hugged it down. The, when they're hugging in the middle of the ring and they're on their, both on their, like, on their knees kind of hugging out crying. I figured something's up. Something's weird. And as they're about to get up, Cole just low blows, strong, and pretty much says, you stupid. Did you really think we're, you know, we're a family and everything? And he just called, he kept saying Roddy was stupid and everything. It was really emotional, but at the same time, he's like, "I we're not a family anymore, and we're not part of this group. And he t- takes the little uh, dog tags that have their air logo on them and rips them off. And leaves Roddy Lang, and he stands up and just kind of stands over the body, and it was so well done. I really appreciated that they kept this blowing over and over for the last couple weeks, and they never had it strong. uh, They never cold talk before this match, before today. He beats up Finn. He beats up Strong. I think Cole comes. I think uh, O'Reilly comes back whenever he does come back, and he says, "Why'd you do that? What?" Why would you kick me? Why would you lowball Roddy? Why would you try to break up the family, the proxy and all this? And he'll probably, I think he'll probably say, were you jealous of me? Were you jealous of the fact that I got a couple title shots and that I was doing, I was being my success? And all that would—it's going to sound amazing if that's what the route they're going. Because they, they did say Roddy, uh, they did say Cole, or not Cole, O'Reilly couldn't compete because he had a K-FAP injury and Oh, Cole just beat him up too much. Thing. You know, he has a hurt neck and everything. I I really do appreciate the way they're going with this. And this ending to the show was so amazing. I really enjoyed this show. This show is a three, a four out of five for me. It was really good. It built a lot of things. We got a cliffhanger little thing about Adam Cole. We got the title tag title match for next week. We got the two weeks from now, Io Shirai and Tony Storm for the women's championship. We have the stuff with Loomis, Johnny Gargano, and the way that looks good. Isaiah's has got going on his rampage, saying he wants to be, have good opportunities. Tyler Rust, who's been really well. NXT was a really good show. Even I think it's they do a really good job building stories, and they do it in a way that's interesting and cool. The Escobar, karen Cross match was just fun. I would say the three things you need to watch: Io Shirai, Zoe Stark's match, and the angle after the ending segment with Cole, Strong, and Finn, and Karen Cross versus Santo Escobar in a no DQ match. That was the those were the best things of the night, and the Escobar thing was the top. But I think any of that stuff could be the best of the night for me. I do thank you for listening. Hope you did enjoy. I'll be back on Saturday to do my SmackDown review, and then subsequently getting ready for in through in two weeks' time, Fastlane. And then after that, we have WrestleMania. So we're going to get built up to that. Um, but yeah, I was going to go watch this episode of XT. It was really fun. I do thank you for listening. Hope you did enjoy it. I hope you hear from next time. See ya.